What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. For decades, milk has been fueling women marathon runners as the OG performance drink. And in the new docu-series Running Sucks, brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers takes us on a journey of self-discovery as she meets several groups of empowered women runners to find out what drives them, what fuels them, and what pushes them to go the distance. And in the process, she learns that she too can be a distance runner. You can watch the series at runningsuckstheseries.com and register for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon at everywomansmarathon.com. We went to Bethesda Elementary School in Durham, North Carolina, to see Frank Dumas. You said you were here to see Frank. For Frank, yeah. A few months ago, Frank won his fourth grade spelling bee. And then he won the spelling bee for his whole school. Tell me what it's like watching Frank spell. He's, uh, he spells fast. Do you like spelling? Um, not really. But Frank's, Frank likes spelling. Yeah. Did you see him in the school spelling bee? Yeah. What was it like watching him get all the words right? Um, I guess exciting. Did you know pretty soon that Frank was going to win? Um, pretty soon, yeah, most likely. I'm proud of him. After Frank Dumas won his school spelling bee, he went on to the regional spelling bee, which he won also. And that means that this week he'll be competing in the Scripps National Spelling Bee in Washington, D.C. The Scripps National Spelling Bee has been going on for almost 100 years. It's a nationally televised event. Frank Dumas will be competing in it with 233 other kids, most of whom are older than him. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. My name is Frank Dumas IV. I'm 10 years old. I'm from North Carolina. I like basketball and video games. And I go to Bethesda Elementary School in Durham. And when you're in school, what is your favorite subject? What's your favorite thing in school? Um, so my favorite subject to learn is math, but my favorite thing in school is probably recess or lunch because I get to talk to my friends and I like math because I'm good at it and I like the stuff that I'm good at. Well, you're also, I hear, you're pretty good at spelling too. Yeah. Do you remember when you first realized that you like to, you like to spell? Um, it might have been when I was like eight. My friend Timothy went into our old school spelling bee and I kind of wanted to try it, but I didn't have the courage because I felt like I'd mess up on stage because I was really nervous at the time. 
But my mom challenged me to do it this year, and I did it, and I won the classroom spelling bee, the fourth grade spelling bee, the school spelling bee, and then the Duke Regional spelling bee. What's your favorite word? Probably jalapeno. Jalapeno. How do you... J-A-L-A-P-E-N-O. Yeah. Can you give me one more that I... So I'm going to try. Probably lobotomy. Okay, let me try. Lobotomy. That's what you do, right? You say the word, lobotomy, and then you start spelling it, right? Yeah. Lobotomy. L-O-B-O-T-O-M-Y. Lobotomy. That is correct. Okay. I've got one for you. Particle. Particle. P-A-R-T-I-C-L-E. Particle. I think that's right. When Frank Dumas participated in the Duke Regional Spelling Bee a couple of months ago, he wasn't just competing with kids from his school. He was competing with elementary and middle school kids from two different counties. And I was trying to prepare him and the same time prepare myself for him not uh, winning. Frank's mother, Kenya Dumas. He's very hard on himself. He doesn't like to get things wrong. And so I was trying to coach him and say, hey, you're going up against middle school kids. They're in the sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. They've been exposed to a lot more words. They're reading higher level books. They've been preparing for uh, years. And so it was an honor for you to get this far. The Duke Regional Spelling Bee wasn't like a traditional spelling bee. It was a virtual written test. Contestants were given an hour and could take the test any time on March 26th. Kenya Dumas says Frank just wanted to get it over with. He didn't want to spend all of his Saturday worrying about the spelling bee. So after breakfast, he went to his room and took the test. And then he had to wait for a phone call to see how he did. So my, so my dad, my mom was at home at the time. She was at work. But I was home with my dad, I think it was like a Thursday, and we were on a break or something. And my dad got a call, and when he answered the call, he thought it was like a doctor's appointment, because we also go to like the Duke Hospital for medicine and stuff, because it was from Duke. And then they said that your son has won the um, Duke Regional Spelling Bee. And I was excited. It was like a weird feeling. What was it? Try to explain what the feeling was like. It was like I was really happy. I was like jumping up and down, like celebrating. And my sister Anna was right beside me. And when he um was when he came looking for us. I thought that it was like an emergency, so I was a little nervous. And then when the news came out, I was like, it happened, I won. Um, Frank and Anna were texting me and I was elated. I talked to my coworkers and I'm not a, a parent that 
brags, but I was bragging that day, so... <laughs> Frank and his family started getting ready for the National Spelling Bee. The National Spelling Bee has been an annual event since 1925. In its first year, there were nine participants. 11-year-old Frank Newhauser won on the word gladiolus, a flower his family happened to grow in their garden at home. Frank's prize was $500 in gold and a meeting with then-President Calvin Coolidge. Over the years, winning words have been catamaran, chihuahua, and sarcophagus. The winning word in 1940 was therapy. The winning word in 1970 was croissant. Last year, the winning word was muria, a genus of tropical trees. By the 90s, hundreds of children were participating in the National Spelling Bee each year. In 1994, ESPN began broadcasting the finals. In order to participate in the Scripps National Spelling Bee, you can't be older than 15 or past the 8th grade. And you have to win a regional competition, like Frank Dumas did. Once you make it to D.C., the competition is broken up over three days. In general, here's how it works. The contestants sit on stage, facing the audience and a panel of judges. One by one, the contestants take turns approaching a microphone at the center of the stage. Then the official pronouncer reads them a word. As soon as the pronouncer says the word, the contestant has two minutes to spell it. Inviscate. Inviscate? Inviscate or inviscate? There are a few different questions the contestant is allowed to ask. For the pronouncer to repeat the word, to give the language of origin, to use the word in a sentence. Uh, may I have the definition, please? Inviscate means encase in a sticky substance. Make sticky. Okay. Inviscate. I N V I S C A T E. Inviscate. That is correct. If they get the word right, they continue in the competition. In the finals, spellers just keep taking turns until someone makes a mistake. In 2019, the last eight contestants kept getting words right until the organizers actually ran out of challenging words. All eight contestants won. The spelling bee isn't always what you'd expect. Incannabula. Incannabula. Yes. Um, may I please have the definition? Incannabula means books printed before 1501. May I please have the language of origin? It's Latin. How do you spell that? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Sardoodledum. Sardoodledum. That, that, that sounds about right. Sardoodledum. Sardoodledum. Numna. Numnut. <laughs> <laughs> Numnut. 
is a felt or sheepskin pad placed between a horse's back and the saddle to prevent chafing. Can can I get can I say it and then you say it? Yeah. Numna. Oh, numna. <laughs> That's a relief. (laughs) We'll be right back. Support for This Is Love comes from Indeed. Hiring someone new can sometimes feel like finding a missing puzzle piece. The right person can complete a team, but the search can take a long time. And sometimes it feels entirely up to chance. Indeed is designed to help you find that perfect match much easier and much faster. Indeed's matching engine learns from your preferences for job candidates and becomes more accurate over time. That means the more you use it, the better it gets. You also don't need to worry about the busy work of hiring. Indeed will help you with scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners to this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash thisislove. Just go to Indeed.com slash thisislove right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash thisislove. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you remember the first time that you kind of stepped up to the microphone, what was going through your head? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is Jacques Bailey. In 1980, he won the Scripps National Spelling Bee. He was in eighth grade. And I was very, very surprised to win. I had no idea I could win. Um, it, was, it was not even on my radar. Do you remember some of, your, some of the words that you were given during that national beat? Oh, I remember the last two, and other than that, no. So believe it or not, um, the second to last word that I spelled was glitch. And at that point, the... Um, if there were only two spellers on stage, uh, if a speller missed a word, the second speller had to correct it. And so the speller before me missed glitch. And that's unbelievable now because we all know the word glitch, but back then it was a completely new word. Um, remember, you know, computers, like having a PC was kind of unusual, and, and a glitch was something different. And that came uh, from German, so that speller spelled it G-L-I-T-S-C-H, which is a really intelligent guess. Um, and I just went for the uh, sort of somewhat simpler but equally obvious G-L-I-T-C-H. And did you have one word after that? Yes, that was elucubrate, which <laughs> means to study, study at night. And it, it's, a, it's a word you rarely hear, but it is also uh, fairly easy. I bet if you tried to spell it, you wouldn't miss it. Jacques Bailey 
isn't only a former winner. He's also the pronouncer for the Scripps National Spelling Bee, and has been for almost 20 years. It's his job to give spellers their word, and the definition and language of origin if they ask for it. So, your word is elucubrate. It means to study at night, and it's from Latin. Elucubrate. You said it's easy? You said it's, it's pretty easy? I think it is, yeah. Okay. Elucidate. Elucubrate. E-L-U-C-U-B-R-A-T-E. Elucubrate. That's correct. Wow, that is something. If, I, if I'd only been there in 1980, I could have gone all the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 what was it like when you had gotten that last word right, elucubrate, and uh, there on stage? Oh, it's pretty amazing because uh, there's a whole sea of uh, photographers, and a bunch of uh, microphones seem to appear out of nowhere, and you're just besieged as the winner. Um, nowadays, it's even more, more so. Um, and there's a huge confetti spray. I didn't get that, I don't think. <laughs> um, and, you know, clearly, if we wanted just the best speller, we'd just have a spelling test. So this is kind of a, uh, an event. To, it's an entertainment event as much as it is a, 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 just a contest. How are the words chosen? It's done by different people, and some of them just go look in the dictionary and find words. Others grab them as they, you know, go through life, as they read and... Uh, cast around in different areas. You know, when you go to a restaurant, you see lots of words on menus, a lot of times misspelled. But um, they all they all have to be in Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, in the unabridged online version, because we need a standard. Um, but that is far from every word in the English language. I don't know if you know it, but uh, Noah Webster of the Merriam-Webster Dictionary fame, he was the one who kind of set the idea that we have only one way to spell a word on its feet. That was kind of an American idea, because uh, historically there's always been more than one way to spell a word, Um, and spelling was kind of negotiable. It's only a sort of dictionary habit that makes us think, oh, there's there's a right answer, let's look in the dictionary. I've heard that, I've heard that there aren't as many spelling bees in other countries, because... Because other languages are more kind of predictably spelled than, than English. Oh, yeah. So in German, it would be unimaginable to have a spelling bee. Words are spelled the way they sound. In French, too, in spite of all those silent letters, the French seem to think words are spelled the way they sound. It's pretty much true that most other languages spell words the way they sound. What is your favorite word? I don't do favorites well. Um, I, I, I don't, I, I'm bad at favorites. That's okay. I do love. Lo- lo- love. Love is great. Love is your favorite word? Yeah, all these little words, the, the words that, that come from, you know, that are, that are one syllable, that they're the strongest words in our language. They're the, the really expressive words. Um, I like them. That is Absolutely not what I thought you were going to say. A, a man in your in your uh, profession and and who knows all these big words and complicated words. I never thought you were going to say the word love. Well, they're attached to meanings, and I think the meanings are more important than the words. 
Yeah. We've spoken to Frank Dumas, who's um, he's 10 years old, and he's going to the National Spelling Bee this year. Do you have any advice for him? Oh, goodness. Um, well, all sorts of things. So uh, about spelling, when you're up there spelling the word, um, eventually you'll get a word that you don't know, probably. And so don't second-guess it. Don't think they're silent letters or it's spelled weirdly. Uh, unless you have a reason to think that it is. You know, if it's not from Greek, don't throw in a PH. Just spell it the way it sounds, because honestly, most words are spelled the way they sound, just like we proved with elucubrate. Um, also, I think taking a deep breath is just the best thing in the world. Um, it really does help to just take a deep breath. You know, you have about 250 kids there, and only one is going to get the first prize. But... I think they need to know that we're pretty sincere that they're all winners rather than, you know, we've got one winner, you know. And, and even the idea that that's the best speller is, uh, it's patently obvious to the person who wins that it could have been somebody else. Every single year they, they give a little speech and it's almost predictable that they'll say, you know, it could have been one of you because there's that luck of the draw, which word do you get? And... At that, the, the last, say, 10, 12 kids on stage, they're just amazing what they know. Well, I want to thank you so much for talking. This has been really helpful, and um, good luck. Um, good, <laughs> good luck this year. I hope I'll be watching. I'll be cheering on Frank Dumas from Durham, North Carolina, but I'll be, uh, I'll be playing along in my head. Okay, I'll try and help Frank out as much as I can. <laughs> Do whatever you can for Frank. I'd be grateful. Thanks so much. Thank you, Phoebe. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Frank Dumas's mother says that even though it's getting close to the competition in Washington, Frank doesn't really have a set schedule for studying. They read lots of books and study winning words from previous years and take lots of breaks to play basketball. Frank says his twin sister, Anna, is a good speller, too, and she's been helping him practice. She'll just call out random words whenever I'm doing something, and sometimes I have to spell it. Anna, you're there, too, aren't you? Can, can she hear me? Yeah. What do you think about Frank going to Washington? Um, I'm very excited for him and proud of him. Anna, what are you? Does Frank ever tell you that he's gonna that he's nervous going to Washington? Yeah, he's a little bit nervous. What did you tell him? I told him that it'll be fine even if he messes up because he's gone this far for a fourth grader. Will you all go to Washington for the big spelling bee? Yes, the Dumas family goes to Washington D.C. <laughs> Are you nervous? Yes. <laughs> Tell me what you're nervous about. I'm scared that I'm going to mess up on stage because I don't really like messing up. Well, you know, everyone messes up. I mess up all the time. Um, 
I think you're going to do great. I don't think you have to be nervous at all. I think you've got a nice, like, relaxed attitude, and you are obviously a very talented speller. And just just getting there you've, is, is a really special thing. So congratulations. I can't wait to, to watch you. Okay. When Frank and his parents and Anna get home after the competition, no matter what happens in Washington, Frank's grandmother will have people over to celebrate. Frank says he wants to go roller skating. This is Love is created by Lauren Spohr and me. Nadia Wilson is our senior producer. Katie Bishop is our supervising producer. Our producers are Susanna Robertson, Jackie Sachiko, Samantha Brown, and Libby Foster. Our technical director is Rob Byers. Engineering by Russ Henry. Learn more about the show on our website, thisislovepodcast.com. And if you like the show, tell a friend or leave us a review. It means a lot. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at This Is Love Show. This Is Love is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC. We're a part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. Discover more great shows at podcast.voxmedia.com. I'm Phoebe Judge, and this is Love. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Why do you run? Why does anyone? I always thought that runners loved running. And that's not the case. Most runners hate running. <laughs> but they choose to do it. In the new docuseries Running Sucks brought to you by Team Milk, Abby Ayers learns why women runners everywhere are driven to go the distance. It really is about taking my power back and proving myself wrong. Team Milk is about fueling women's performance and helping them along their marathon journeys. You can sign up now for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon taking place in Savannah, Georgia on November 16th, 2024. Learn more and register at everywomansmarathon.com.